0: Broadcasting from USA Swimming's headquarters at the Carolyn Dirks Building in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's time for Kick Set. Join three-time Olympian, Elizabeth Beisel and US National Team Director of Performance, Matt Barbini, as they host members from the USA Swimming community, ranging from age group to Olympic levels of the sport. Hi everybody and welcome to the kick set podcast my name is matt barbini i'm the director of performance with the national team here at usa swimming and joining me as always is three-time olympian elizabeth beisel beisel how are you today but more importantly how do you feel about for the first time not being the only three-time olympian on our show
1: barbini So well i'm doing great today thank you it's finally feeling like spring in rhode island so i'm happy about this um but I am so excited for the guests that we're having. Um, I've had so many Olympic memories and not even Olympic memories, just like memories on the pool deck with this person. Um, And she's somebody that everybody should know of, should look up to. She's just like the epitome of such an amazing role model in the sport of swimming and open water swimming. Um, So I'm really excited to have her on.
0: So it it is a really exciting time, not just because it's spring in Rhode Island, uh, but also because We are on the cusp of our uh, international team trials, which start this week, um, which is, I think, the most exciting time of year as we we head into selecting all of our teams. Um, But we're also coming off the back of our open water nationals a couple of weeks ago um, and where we selected our world junior team um, for open water and the next uh, open water national team, which will go into effect in May which leads us uh, seamlessly into introducing our guest, who is an absolute legend in the open water world. And at USA Swimming, it is pretty rare to say that somebody is the only person to have done something. But Haley Anderson is the only American who has ever medaled at the Olympics in open water. And like you, Basil, is a three-time Olympian. Um, She's a five-time world championship medalist. Uh, Recently retired but did not go far actually came physically closer to us here in Colorado Springs, uh, working at the USOPC. Um, and in my opinion is one of the most underrated athletes of all time that we have. Uh, She, her career is second to none from being an NCAA champion all the way to an Olympic medalist um, and is an absolute legend in my mind and one of my most favorite people to travel with. Um, And I know you've done that um, yourself, Beisel. So what do you, what can you tell us about Haley? That
1: Haley is the best person in the world. She, she, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I have so much respect for her as an athlete and we'll talk about her as an athlete first, just for a second, because on all the team trips that we would go on, like, of course, I'm, I personally am more of a distance oriented swimmer, you know, 400 IM, I did a little bit of distance freestyle, but not to the degree that Haley does. And there are so many times where at camp, you know, I thought I would crush like a good two hour practice and Haley is still crushing it for like another hour and she's doing this insane like I don't know 10 300s pull long course holding like 310 average like something crazy but um like always doing it with a smile on her face and I think that is just like the one thing that I love so much about distance swimmers is that they they embrace the grind they do it with a smile on their face they're always humble and Haley is truly the epitome of that and honestly one of the biggest faces in open water swimming that usa swimming has ever had um if not the biggest face so it, it's really awesome to have her on the podcast here today
0: all right well let's uh let's welcome her in haley how are you now that we've uh, thoroughly made you blush with that introduction
2: <laughs> you guys are making me feel really good about myself now i it's
0: I'm feeling
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A nice little uh, ego boost for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No.
0: Come on a podcast and get your, uh, get your ego pumped. For I know. <laughs> yeah. Um So first of all, congratulations on the end of your career and on uh, transitioning so seamlessly into the next phase. Um What so far has has your post career been like and tell us what you're doing now with the USOPC?
2: Thanks. Um, yeah, it's been, I, I was lucky enough to have some downtime after Tokyo, um, to really evaluate everything and just decompress. I feel like not many people get a chance to sort of, um, reset and like, like regroup. Um, and so that was really important for me to do. Um, as I like, like you said, transition to this next, um, part and, I mean, it's been something I've been thinking about for a really long time, like how this transition is going to go. And I couldn't have asked for a more smooth transition. And I mean, I know there's going to be some hiccups along the way. I'm only a a month into my uh, current role um, at the USOPC, but um, every day I'm learning something new, which is really exciting. And um, it's really fun to embrace.
1: Haley, can you dive into the role that you have at the USOPC a little bit and what you're doing?
2: Yeah, so I'm in the development department. I'm um, coordinator of donor experience, Uh, so uh, working on that fundraising side, as um, you know, we're a nonprofit, so fundraising is really important to um, how the Olympic and Paralympic Committee functions, Um, and so... I get to send out gifts and, um, for donors, for events, for fun stuff like that. And, um, yeah,
0: you're the, you're the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's back up a little bit. You are primarily known as an open water swimmer, but have had a lot of success in the pool as well, but go thinking specifically about open water, how how did you get into it? And then sort of specifically, how did you overcome what are perceived to be those barriers to open water swimming? Like it's scary. The water's cold. There's waves, there's sharks or whatever. Like tell us about kind of just how you like started and how, how you uh, got past those initial hesitations.
2: So I was first in So in high school, um, my club coach, uh, Jeff Pearson, um, we would do like Friday um, afternoon practice at our, uh, at the lake or the river. Um, so Folsom Lake or the American river, um, up in Sacramento. So we would do that occasionally. I never really did like an official race in high school. Um, but on my national junior team, um, I was there for the 800 and the mile and they, um, everyone was trying to convince me and by everyone i mean like two people coach rose and fran crippen were trying to get me uh to try the 10k they're like you should you should try it like you should you should think about it i was like no i'm okay i'm okay um i had to come to the decision on my own well actually i didn't come to the decision on my own because once i went to college that next year um one of my coaches there Catherine, um she she just told me I was going to do it. So I did it. I did the, the open water select camp, um, in long beach, and then did my first open water, uh, 10 K. And then off of that first 10 K I qualified, uh, for world championships in the 25 K. So my second ever race was a 25 K. So like, it really wasn't like dip a toe in and kind of get used to it. It was just like, go and Catherine the whole time was like don't worry a 25k is not bad like you'll be totally fine um i was not fine i literally post <laughs> <was not, like, laughs> the race i literally was like i have to finish like there i have to finish like i'm wearing the like a like i'm wearing a usa cap like i i have to finish it was freezing it was in canada took me 6 hours I think I called her up on the phone afterwards, like, what did you make me do? Um, But I actually, I stuck with it. Um, I don't know why, but like my first, my next trip after that was Pan packs, I think that same summer and tried it again. And I still was like, "Mm, like, okay, like I just kept trying it and it eventually stuck. Um, Mainly because you get to travel to some cool places. So (laughs) that was a perk.
1: Haley, you talk about Catherine, and I know that you and her have such an amazing bond. I mean, she's coached you at the collegiate, international, pro, every level you can possibly imagine. You know, what does she mean to you? She obviously helped start your career, even though it wasn't like love at first 25K, but, you know, <laughs> she, she helped at least push that first domino down. Um, what does your relationship with Catherine mean to you as a person and as a coach?
2: Yeah. I was going to say like, our relationship is more than just like coach athlete. Like it's definitely evolved over the years. Like I'm so close with like her family. Like I would consider her like a fourth sister, like an aunt, like any, cause like she, she likes to be called a sister because, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, um, we, we definitely have a really great relationship and it's definitely evolved because, um, we first met when I was being recruited to USC at the age of 16 Um, and for that to span until the age of 30, um, you kind of go through a lot of different, um, like life cycles or different, um, little chapters. And so she's been a part of all these different chapters and it's definitely evolved. And it's been so nice to have her by my side, um, in different capacities too, because, um, COVID definitely changed a lot of things, but, um, she was by my side through everything. So it, it, it's it's amazing to have somebody that like integral into everything that you've done.
0: You had an interesting experience in terms of teammates as well. Like the amount of consistency with the people that you swam with, like, and I'm speaking specifically about Ashley Twitchell and Jordan Wolomowski, especially, but then there's others like Erica Sullivan too, that you've trained with and traveled with. And I think that's kind of a, somewhat a uniquely open water experience is that you have this small, tight group of people that, that travel to these races and and compete together all over the world. Um, and in some cases train together, what, what is that like kind of going through your career, basically shoulder to shoulder with, with the, the same people that are, that are on your team the whole way.
2: Yeah. So one of the really special things about open water, like you said, it's a really small group. And so our trips are like our world championship team could be like, eight to 12 athletes. And so you really get to know people. And with Ashley, yeah, like we started around the same, I think we, our first nationals was the same year. So we've really grown up and really seen a lot of each other over the years. And um, one of the main people that I, like we loved calling up to do training camps, like she's so down. And it's so like, it's just so nice to be able to collaborate with other athletes and other um, coaches and teams. And Um, to be able to come together with other distance athletes, like whenever it's, it's so nice because it's a lonely world being a distance athlete and, um, to have such great people in open water, like, um, Ashley and Jordan, um, it's, it made, uh, the past, however many years, uh, so special because yeah, like to be able to train with them and be friends with them and just to travel so much, like you really get to know, um, your open water
0: uh family that always struck me so much because i traveled with the pool team and the open water team a little bit and i but i didn't travel with open water until 2017 and i remember the first trip being like these guys hang out all the time like the, the pool sort of scatters a little bit sometimes and it's it's definitely not there's just more people so it's not as close-knit and the the bond that you guys had and the the way that you were truly teammates to each other what always stood out to me um not that the pool is not a great team environment, but just when you have 52 people, it's different than when you have eight.
2: Yeah. You can definitely like spread out, like on pool trips, like you can hang out with different people, but like, like you said, for open water, like the summer, like the, the few athletes on the trip, like we sit at the same dinner table or lunch table or breakfast table, like every single meal. And yeah, like, so there's a lot like, yeah, there's a lot of bonding going on. So, uh, you, you, yeah, you really get to know everybody. So it's, it's really nice. And it it really does make for a different experience.
1: Yeah. Throughout all of those years, Haley, that you've done open water swimming, I have, this is a two-part question. First one is where has your favorite open water race taken place? And secondly, are there any crazy open water stories that you have from like conditions or something that you encountered, um, at any time throughout your career?
2: Um, so that first one's really hard because like, I've been to some incredible places for open water and just swimming in general. And like the amazing thing with open water is like, we're outside, like we're at like a lake or a beach or whatever, like we're not like stuck at an indoor pool, so to be able to see some of these places has been amazing. Um, this one isn't like a race, but my favorite spot, like training camp, has been Slovenia. Um, it's this beautiful lake called Lake Bled, and it sound it doesn't sound beautiful Lake Bled, <laughs> but it is one of the most like magical places to be. And um, we did two different training camps there, and it was incredible both times. Um, and each year I would try to do like a fun race to just sort of do something different and, um, to keep myself engaged or just like, just uh, had to have some new experiences. So I was able to do some like really fun races in like the Cayman Islands, Jamaica, um, some really incredible places. And I like, I'm so lucky to have something that I was able to go to places like that. Um, some crazy stories. I mean, I'm really going to like date myself, but like open water is so fun. Like there, I remember my first ever trip in 2010 with open water. Um, every, um, Alex Meyer and Frank Crippen kept playing pranks. Like that was like every day was a new prank, like something crazy. And, they were playing pranks on Jack Roach. Like they, I think, or no, did Jack Roach put his, move their beds into the lot, like the hall? I don't know. But was like crazy <laughs> no going on. Yeah. And like Jack was pulling them like back on them. So it was, it was one of the like best trips ever, but yeah.
1: I feel like the open water team is known for their pranks. I have a specific memory in 2015 of Becca Mann going to a market in Kazan, Russia, and buying dead fish and putting them in
2: my toilet. fish in your I was like, I, I, I was like, I think I, yeah, yeah, I remember those that open water
1: one. swimmers. Man, you guys are notorious for pranks.
2: <laughs> I think they put her book. They taped her book to the ceiling one time. Someone taped her book to the ceiling, and she's like, "I just can't find it." Like, he was like laying on her bed, like, "I just don't know where it is." I'm pretty sure that was her. And we're like, oh, that's great!
0: I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask another question, and I like can't stop laughing at the idea of a dead fish. <laughs> and I'm combining the dead fish and the book into the same scene here in my environment. Oh yeah, no, it's not at all. Um, a big part of that community is somebody that I'm almost certain does not listen to this podcast. So we're going to talk trash about him a little bit. What's an embarrassing story you can tell about our open water director and my good friend Bryce Elser? <laughs>
2: Oh, I love to tell this story every single time um, because we both went to USC and um, uh Dave Salo told us this story about this his first year coaching USC and um this relay team that just did not have their stuff together. And he is saying one of the guys asked him what the order of the relay was um like it was the 200 medley relay or something he's like um what stroke goes first he's like who are these people and this was at (laughs) nc2as the next kid the next kid has his suit on inside out um and that kid was bryce elster so (laughs) he had a suit on inside out at (laughs) nc2as
0: All right, we're gonna find out if he listens now. If we, if if you get a text from him or if he yells at me in the office next week, we'll we'll know that he
2: listens. I've, to I've told this story so many times. He's probably like, "Gosh, dang it! Like Haley, stop! Like we're so over this. Story. I'm like I'm not over it. I'm not over it. No
1: one's over it. I'm so happy you gave that to yes. us. <laughs> that, is, that is gold. Oh my gosh, that's amazing.
2: Um, oh, you should ask him about the time he broke his wrist.
1: That was
0: right before oh. I started at USA. Sorry. Okay. yeah, in a kayak, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. think he was in a kayak and
2: like <laughs> fell yeah. over and, and broke his wrist in Mexico.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have as much of a sense of humor about that story. Yeah, I was really going to say, though. like, I that don't
2: one know was... if that one's, that one's not that funny because like that seems painful and yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll just hope he doesn't tune in and, and yeah, it'll yeah.
0: be fine. Right. <laughs> the one listener uh, we don't want.
1: <laughs> right, right, Bryce, do not listen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Haley, for people that are maybe like on the fence with open water because they haven't done it, or maybe they don't live near a body of open water, what advice do you have for them to get into it or, you know, sell them open water, you know, because I love this sport and I want more people to do it.
2: I mean, it's, it's really fun when you get down to it. Like, I mean, yes, like when you get to the higher ends, like there's like the races are really long, but just to start, like there's some really fun like peer-to-peer swims, like obviously like, like in coastal locations, but like even lakes, like there's like local races that are like one K or two K or things like that. So just to get started in that, like you can, you kind of see like this sort of camaraderie, like amongst these like crazy athletes, like doing this weird stuff. But, um, I mean, it, it's hard to get over that fear of like what's in the water. Um, but honestly, nothing's in the water. Any place that you're having a race for the most part is it's safe. Um, they, most of the time, like reputable races will make sure that there's no like crazy things in the water. So like when you're doing these races or just trying to get into open water, like Especially if you're in a lake, like, okay, you see a fish, what's it gonna do to you? Like, is that really that scary? I mean, yes, I scream every time I see a fish, but like I keep screaming. <laughs> like it's so but it's more me, but, scared like, than you. I'm exactly like I'm really skittish. So like if you if if I turn the corner at the same time as someone and like I'm like, ugh, like so I get scared easily. But like, yeah, when I see a fish, I scream, but I keep going.
1: <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like crazier than a fish?
2: Uh, jellyfish.
0: Okay. So didn't, in when we were in Hawaii for training camp in b- before Tokyo, you guys went and did an open water workout where you basically swam with dolphins, right? I feel like that yes. would be, that would be a quite an advertisement for open water.
2: That was the most, that was my first time, like swimming with dolphins. It was the most incredible experience. We even saw some turtles as well that I think that day. It's seriously, like, I think we stopped, we stopped training. We were like supposed to go swimming, but we literally just like followed the dolphins around. And we're just like, I had my snorkel with me. So I literally was just like head down in the water. Like, just like, Oh my God, this is the most incredible experience. Like hands down, most memorable, like swim experience I've ever had in open water. It was like a huge pot of dolphins i've never i mean i've never seen a dolphin in the water but like i've never seen that many <laughs> that's video, so
0: magical the video is incredible yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll have to get kyle on reposting that when we post the episode yeah. so people can yeah. see the dolphins um so i want to talk about what's probably your second most memorable open water swimming experience and that is your well maybe your uh your 2012 Olympic race. Um, like I said, at the top, you were the only American that's medaled at the Olympics in this now, 10 years later, how, how do you remember that race? Like, what do you remember specifically about it? Like, what did it feel like and, and how do you think about it now a, a decade removed?
2: So it's so funny. Like my memory is like so bad in terms of like racing. Like, I don't remember, like, I don't remember my times. Like I don't remember like certain aspects to a race. Like I just remember like general feelings or, like different stuff that comes out of a trip, but that 2012 was like extremely special because my older sister, Alyssa was on the team as well. And the week before had won a gold medal in the 800 free relay. And, um, I unfortunately wasn't in the country yet to watch her race, but I was able to watch her swim like on TV. Um, but to see her in the stands, like after my race, was just incredible because we've been, I mean, we I'm 13 months younger than her. So like, we really grew up together and like raced each other all the time and com- got compared to each other all the time. So to have this like dream come to fruition was just amazing. And to have her there, um, like swimming is such a big part of my family and to, yeah, to have everyone, like everyone in my family there was, was incredible, but I just remember like, no, I don't really remember anything like during the race, but I do remember coming into the stretch, like the last like 50 meters and just like, I was like, is this really happening right now? Like, like literally in my head. Cause like, it's a really long race. And like, I don't know, I, I don't remember like how far in front I was of like third place or fourth place so I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, I think this is going to happen. And I like was trying to catch the person then first, um, the Hungarian girl. And I pulled with her down like the last like stretch. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I was like freaking out. I was like, okay, finish the race. Like, come on. Such bad. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it was such a like high. I was just like, is this real life like this is incredible that's uh,
1: like can you explain what it was like if you can put it into words standing on the metal podium
2: I was like I had like the goofiest like grin on my face I was just like (laughs) I was like, like looking around like that's what I just remember about London. Just like my eyes were huge the whole time. Like the whole time I was in the country, like I was just like, like taking everything in and like really soaking stuff in, but everything went by so quickly. And so like, that's what I took with me. Like afterwards, I was just like, okay, like you really need to like take a step back every single day and like take stuff in. Cause I literally was just like, Oh my God, like where, where do I look? Like, what do I like? It was just so much like going on. And so that feeling on the metal stand, I was just like, I couldn't stop smiling for forever. So
0: that's great. Um, all right, Haley. So we like to wrap these podcasts with a segment that we call social kick. And these are questions that come from, uh, social media followers that are submitted through, I think most of our Instagram. Um, and these are kind of rapid fire. So like just quick answers to, okay. to questions. So, First one from Charlie R. How do you deal with the pressure of a big race?
2: Um, I try to take those nerves um, and manifest them in a positive way. Um, I like to have nerves, but um, I like them to be like an excitement and not a nerve.
0: Okay. Second is from Garrett S. And you can, I think you can take this one either when you were swimming or you can take it now if you want. What is a day in the life of Haley Anderson like?
2: <laughs> uh, it's 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 pretty sweet. Uh, currently, you know, uh, uh, nine to five. Uh, get home. I work out. I do some puzzles. I just got a Nintendo Switch, so you know, really exciting, really exciting stuff happening.
1: Wait to pause. Hold on. Haley, when you say workout, are you swimming at all anymore? Are you still kind of like Um, not too soon? uh, Okay,
2: I haven't, I haven't swam since Tokyo, (laughs) but the the training center just opened back up for like employees. So um, I'm looking to start swimming on my lunch breaks. Nice.
0: So so we're not I
2: kind of want to start somewhere else though. I kind of want to start at like a lab swim place. So like Cause I really, I just need to like get back into the water and like, yeah feel yeah. it out again before i like do it in public
1: yeah <laughs> just do the little dog the <laughs> this
0: this is the video clip we're pulling out of this for sure is is two olympians <laughs> doing doggy paddle on video
1: <laughs> but it's how we feel yeah, after I, taking I mean, that long
0: off yeah yeah so we're not announcing haley's comeback today is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, that's
1: a bummer it's a bummer yeah. i
0: was hoping okay. to do that it's all right next time garrett s about your day it'll include a lunchtime swim the long course up here at the OTC. Um, all right. So Elena K asks, most important tip for open water?
2: Um, prepare, mentally prepare. I think mental preparation is the biggest part of open water.
0: <laughs> and then the last one, I actually didn't notice this before we started. This is from uh, O Smoliga. <laughs> How are Who's you? So coo- How are you so cool? <laughs>
1: who could that be? Who could oh, be? I wonder who that is. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's, we love
0: wait, you. let's change it. Let's make it Olivia S. So we can't figure it
1: out.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, Olivia S. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, I don't know. You know, sometimes just greatness is born and
1: <laughs> you know, maybe you're born with it.
0: Maybe it's maybe it's commercial. Maybe it's yeah, Maybe it's maybe it's. Haley was born water. with it for yeah.
1: sure.
0: <laughs> maybe it's the salt water.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Haley, thank you so much for joining us. This thank has been awesome catching up with you, and hope we'll we'll see you around town now that you're local here with us.
2: Oh yeah,
0: awesome! Thanks for coming on. Thank you
2: guys,
0: Basil. That was even more fun than I expected. Haley uh, is just as fun to have on a podcast as she is to uh, to go on a team trip with.
1: I know. And I hope everybody kind of like got a taste of that. Um, just through a quick 30 minute podcast. Like, I mean, Barbini, you and I have spent so much time with her. It's just, it's so nice to see her like flourishing in a career outside of swimming. And it's hard to imagine her not on the open water team with people like Twitchell and Jordan. It's, I mean, without her and Twitchell, it's an entirely new team, um, but but it is so good to always catch up with her and see that she's, she's crushing it and is staying in the swimming world just without swimming 25 Ks, which I'm sure she's very happy about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's not missing the six hours in a lake. Um, to, to see, you know, we talk a lot about these athlete transitions. So to see her kind of moving into something that, that she enjoys and that state keeps her connected to the sport, um, I think is great. And, you know, I've traveled, like I said, a lot with these open water groups. And like the thing that always made it so fun is that they were such a tight knit community and so enjoyable to be around and seem to really enjoy each other's company. And not that the pool team doesn't, but it was, it was like, I was traveling like with my team when I would travel with open water. And I think Haley and Ashley and Jordan and and sort of these people that had been pillars of our national team for a decade were such a big reason why it was so easy for somebody like me who was new to that side of the sport to come in and, and blend right in. They they were so open and welcoming and, and made it really fun.
1: And it was uh, to that point too, like for her being around for so long, like when she was talking about Fran and Alex, like Fran Crippen and Alex Meyer, that's just a testament to how long her career truly spanned. Like yep. she was on that entire that national team for open water for at least twelve years. I would yep. say, right? Mm-hmm. That's unreal for for any event, but especially open water to be the best in the United States swimming a ten k for twelve years. Like that's so hard on your body, and and again, just a testament to Haley and how tough she is, and how all all of those open water swimmers are just the toughest athletes that there are.
0: Yeah. Just the volume of training required year over year to stay at that level is just wild. And to be able to do it for 12 consecutive years is crazy. It is funny that she was talking about how she got into the sport. It's like, well, then Bill Rose and Fran Crippen asked me to do it. And it's like, well, you're probably going to say yes. When Bill Rose and Fran Crippen ask you to do it. No one is ever yeah. going to say <laughs> yeah. no to that yeah. ever. Yeah.
1: My God. That's awesome. Yeah. It's um, tough,
0: tough to, tough to resist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Barbini, you have, um, a pretty exciting week coming up. You're, you're gonna this, be somewhere pretty special.
0: This will be an extremely exciting week. So we have our uh, our Phillips 66 international team trials um, taking place in Greensboro from April 26th to 30th. This uh, competition will select our world championship team, our junior PAMPAC team, and we'll in part select our Mel Zajac team. So a lot on the line here for these athletes. Um, It's a relatively small trials. We only have 450 athletes. So it's going to be really, really competitive um, to get into those, those final spots. Um, And we'll be super, super fun to watch. Um, if anyone is interested in more information, particularly a broadcast schedule, which I think a lot of you probably are, um, to catch us on TV, head over to usaswimming.org events for all the details. Um, and I would encourage everybody to tune in because this will be super fun. Um, and is, is one of my favorite things. I mean, we're picking teams and, you know, coming out of this, these weird COVID years, it still feels like a treat. To pick a team. Yeah. It feels like we're lucky to be in this position. Um, and then just tying it back to, to Haley, um, if anybody out there is interested in more resources and information on open water swimming, which I would encourage you to do. It's such an awesome part of the sport. Beisel can attest and she swam to an island and back last summer. Uh, head over to usaswimming.org and then scroll to uh to swimmers and parents. Um, and in that tab, you'd select open water and you'll have all of our uh, resources and information
2: there.
1: I mean, after listening to Haley talk, like who wouldn't hear her podcast and be like, I want to live out swimming with dolphins. I want to live that dream out. Like I'm ready to swim with dolphins now.
0: Next time, next time we get the opportunity. I'm, I'm tagging along. <laughs> I'm not missing. Yeah. That like, again. do I
1: need to just like volunteer as an assistant on one of these training camps. Like I will literally be, I'll fill up the water bottles if that's what it takes for me to get there.
0: 14 days of water bottle filling, but I got 90 seconds of dolphin swimming.
1: It is worth it, Barbie. Totally
0: <laughs> worth it. Awesome. Help me in. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Please make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time. Basil, it is always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure. Have fun next trials.
0: Thanks. Thanks everybody. We'll see you talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to Kickset with USA Swimming. Head to usaswimming.org for more episodes and make sure you subscribe to Kickset wherever you get your podcasts.